0: Hello and welcome to episode 5 of The Haunted. I'm freddie Young and
1: I'm Vanessa Mitchell
0: and we are presenting to you today a very very We're special excited.
1: we are excited. Um
0: guest his name is John Fraser and we have spoken about him previously um in the poltergeist episode. So we mentioned that he had uh, written a book and we told you all about it the link was in the description to episode three uh but we'll also put it into um the description for this one as well a real interesting read um so we're going to go over to john now so he can introduce himself tell you a little bit more about him so you can know who you're talking to so hello john
2: welcome
1: it's hi john to be on the show. thank and you for um, coming uh, on john we're glad we've got you on it,
2: well i'm uh... Well, I mean, my, my, my background is um, very much in investigating ghosts and poltergeists. Um, I've been doing it for more years than I care to remember. Um, I used to be vice chair of investigations of the Ghost Club, and I'm currently on the spontaneous cases Committee of the Society, Society for Psychical Research. Um, an old society, um, quite well funded, that goes back to 1882 and has had quite famous people on it. Um, in the past, for example, a chap called Arthur Balfour, who went on to be Prime Minister of England. Oh, that's bit. interesting, oh, well, I didn't know that. Oh, well, right now, um, now if, you st- if you start to think of um, imagine imagine david cameron suddenly popping up as head of a paranormal organization
1: <laughs> yeah when you put I mean, it like that it's interesting it's um uh, it probably
2: probably in those days the paranormal was taken a lot more seriously there was quite a lot of famous scientists um the french had a chap called um richet got a nobel prize for um some elements of science um and who lot with the SPR with testing out mediums and that sort of thing. Um, we don't so much um, test out mediums these days, but we do when we can quite a lot of quite a lot of spontaneous case research. Uh, we also have a small office in London and a really nice library if anyone wants to join, which is currently unfortunately shut down but it will be reopening soon. Monday so and um uh, we also we also give grants to research projects to do with the paranormal
1: mm, I didn't um, know
2: that. Okay. Uh, so if there are any budding paranormals out there with a particular slant you never know you never know so
1: john what's your role in the spr what is your title if you if you have a title what would that be well
2: i'm 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 a, I'm a member of the council which is a it's it's a registered charity and a member of the council, which is a body that kind of run, runs a show. And, and I'm, also, I'm also a, um, the secretary of the Spontaneous Cases Committee, which is the subgroup that um, goes out when necessary to visit haunted houses, or quite often might give little bits of advice on the phone, or um, simply record people's experiences.
0: Oh, okay, so is is your kind of subcommittee? Is that um, I've I've got a haunted house and I'm reaching out for help? Would that go to you?
2: That would go to that committee. Yes. Then. Yeah. Okay. Um, and um, it, may, it may come to me depending on um, uh, where it was and what it was.
1: That's interesting, John. Because when I first reached out to you years and years ago over the cage.
2: Don't, 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 don't make us
1: sound so old. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but we are John It's the truth We'll we go soon ourselves. Um, when I first reached out to you, I was um, stuck with what to do to the cage. I just didn't know I, I quite recently moved out of it, And I was advised to go to the SPR. So obviously, for, I, I can't remember how but I got in contact with you. Now, you sent me back. I had to answer lots and lots of questions. For you to um, understand my case and to see if it was worth investigating or if it was one just one of those things that could be easily answered, um, that's how we know each other. Um, because, of course, our our, our our relationship started back then because of the cage. Um, so, well, my... you
0: said you've sent me pictures of you and John on stage at yeah, that the, was the SBR library
1: um, john do you remember we did the talk i mean we'll post those um so everyone can see those tonight as well those nice, pictures yeah. but so just uh run us by that john so um we, we came to london and you were doing a talk on the cage in in the library weren't you the spr yeah we're
2: doing a talk in the cage not in the SPR library the back yeah. of kensington library, kensington library yeah. as a has, a has a meeting room yes um uh, that was um uh, well to to add a little bit to that story um uh, um, I did indeed come down to visit you as, you, yes, uh, just just so your um uh, listeners are aware, um, and then a few years later, I did a small research project on the cage by which I, returned and interviewed all the, um all the main witnesses, and then followed up by interviewing quite a lot of more by email and telephone. That was basically to see, if there was any similar things happening to different people. Because by then, of course, you had moved out of the cage and paranormal groups had been investigating it. So I was trying to find out if they'd all been experiencing the same thing, which is good evidence. And to some extent, they probably had. Um, Certainly with regards to particular doors opening and closing and very weird things happening on the... um, uh, on the, on the staircase, as as you well know. Yeah. Um, so um, that 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 meeting in Kensington Library was basically to present the report um, that I'd been doing, and um, uh, Vanessa very kindly turned up to give her point of view as well. And, and
1: I got uh, on the pulpit; I had my say. <laughs> <laughs> right. So let's talk to John about some of his most interesting cases.
0: Well, first of all since we've done the poltergeist episode it's come to light that you are maybe a little bit of an expert on the thornton heath poltergeist and that you you said you live what 300 yards away
2: that's right 300 yards away from the thornton heath poltergeist um 1936 case which is i think the one you were mainly talking about yeah that's that's our
0: main one Yeah. yeah yeah
2: Yeah. Some um, uh, the reason reason I reason I say that is there's a wonderful bit of whimsy about another case in the nineteen seventies. We mentioned which, that as well. Yeah, which doesn't have a location or anything like that. Um, but um, the nineteen thirty six case, I've done a bit of research on. Um, I managed to pop down to Croydon Library and actually found all the original press cuttings so it certainly happened as described um i mean a chat called Nando fodor with a, with we spoke old, uh,
1: about Nando fodor in this episode we had a lengthy discussion cause, about cause,
0: him because that's how we started talking about that like not like a rival um firm but it uh, they had a similar he worked with someone that was similar to the sbr and that they all the kind of his documents would have been stored in in their library that would have got bombed by the nazis but the sbr took, took them
1: took them yeah
2: ah you know i've not been up to cambridge to have a look so that's actually that's actually news to me i will oh, well, you yeah go. that was a research i have to do a bit of digging around but i'm not a great fan of nando Not. A, um, because
0: no
1: because he got disbanded didn't he we discovered that he actually he, got his organization
2: go. got disbanded because yeah. also very he was also very much a follower of freud and i was looking for sort of weird psychological explanations yeah
0: because i think basically. he was trying to say it was about a suppressed uh, memory, memory that was
2: encouraging it yeah. it yeah and um i mean worst of all um you've got somebody who's ex- who's experiencing poltergeist phenomena um there was a hint she might have been faking some of it but um uh, that was never proved and what does he go and do? He strips, searches her. wow yeah, I mean
0: we that, didn't we didn't read that. We didn't yeah, know that bit. I didn't bit. know that bit. That's a bit.
2: No, I, um, he took her up to the offices and um a couple of things appeared because she was undoubtedly the catalyst for whatever was happening and so he thought in the name of science he'd, strip he'd get her naked,
1: of in course, the name of science of, of course. course, course, course. Um, it may,
2: may, may, well, may well have been a female assistant or what have you but um, uh, I think it probably was from memory but I mean I always think there's the research bit is important but what is even more important is the needs of the person who is of course, called somebody in. And the last thing you really want is to be...
1: <laughs> Get your kit off, love. We need to uh, research again. Well, that's, um, uh, it's, a, it's
2: a complete invasion, isn't even, it? Even in, even, in the, even in those days, it's not something that um, should have been done.
1: You know? Right, so John, uh, pertaining to that case, they said that she could actually... Um, evolve what's the uh, well, word manifest. Uh, manifest um animals and objects what and, and and it was that point where i thought well i don't think i could believe that someone could manifest a live bird it felt I mean, a bit
0: magical sh- to us
1: what, what? what's your take on that that case in terms of her manifesting live objects i'll be honest i'm trying
2: to remember the actual incident of the live object i mean i remember manifesting all kinds of things and chucking crockery around and and parts of fireplaces down the stairs in the house. But I can't remember that bit. I'll have to, um, uh, I'll, do you I'll, think, I'll, I'll have to.
1: Do you think, I'll have that,
2: to, sorry, 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 go
1: on. Do you think the overall manifestation that she actually managed to do that, she did manifest? Um, I, like, I would say
2: with any old case, um, the jury has to, to some extent, stay out. because right, okay. interview the witnesses. So it's totally reliant. On Nando further and his take. Uh, yeah, his we'll take was, his take was ultimately that he thought she was faking most of it, um, due to psych- Freudian psychological issues. Um, but it would take quite an explanation to show how she faked faked a lot. Harry Price, the old you know, famous ghost hunter from early that rhetoric, helped, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also came down there for an evening to Croydon um but um uh, but only stayed there for a few hours because he had to catch the last train back um and he never actually came again so it was basically it was basically led by one slightly biased investigator who possibly had preset ideas so we'll probably never know for sure yeah um But um, there's enough interest to um, say it was a very interesting case, and who can tell?
0: It was very interesting. As
2: as 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 you probably know, um, I mean the SPR do not tend to go around saying, giving out certificates for places being haunted anyway. Um, All Mm. we can say is. This is a bit more probable, or that's a bit more probable, or this is really interesting.
1: Because, John, um, an interesting thing that I spoke about in the other episode was that the members of the SPR, I remember you telling me that there's like physicists there, there's like an airline pilot, these are very intelligent people. Um,
0: it's the science, isn't it? Yeah, that are, that
1: are inter- I remember you saying to me vividly, I remember you saying to me, sitting in the cage, I remember you saying to me, Vanessa, we're here to um, look into the possibility of life after death we're not per se ghost hunters all oh, there's that you know you know in terms of it, you know that way but you, you know to 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 find that you know if there's life after death and and you said that there was many people that had credible jobs and credible abilities scientists physicists that type of thing which i which i found was fascinating as well
2: oh yes we've uh, i mean a lot of them of the spr um psychologists said, become parapsychologists in the spare time. I mean, there's actually eight, there's actually about eight universities, especially Northampton. Um, uh, who had our uh, president until two weeks ago, Chris Roo, he's a professor up at Northampton University. So there's there's a lot of academics interested in the subject and skilled non-academics um, uh, and so on. So yes, it is a subject that's taken That is taken seriously, but not seriously enough. One thing I would add, though, is when I do investigate a haunting or whatever, um, I'm looking at the possibility of, obviously, natural explanation. I'm looking at the possibility of life after death. But as I probably mention quite a lot in my book, Poltergeists, I'm also looking at the possibility of somehow um, uh, people having hidden uncontrollable powers um, that might actually create a lot of the phenomena. Yeah, mm-hmm. because a lot of poltergeist phenomena is it's like um, a two year old child having a tantrum, smashing up the crockery, sort of throwing Coca-Cola cans around. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, we discussed this, uh, didn't we, on our last... And
2: so on. Oh. And they're not, they don't behave like I'd want to behave if I had passed away
0: and was trying to communicate oh, with people. Oh, God, yeah, no, you, you're right. It's, yeah. it's very... Uh, it's not a controlled haunting, I would say. It's very sm- wait. Well, I mean, smash, we, smash. we had a
1: real debate about this on, 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 on our episode, uh, Poltergeist, because my position is, and I think we agreed, after doing quite a lot of research and thinking about this, they say in a lot of the books that a poltergeist is basically a pissed-off ghost. Now, my position was, I think it potentially can be worse than that, i.e. slang demonic, because when a pissed off ghost is one thing, but when the, some strong poltergeist activity, to, to me, in my limited knowledge, goes past a ghost that needs some serious attention and gets very, uh, can get violent and very malevolent, um, so, uh, you know, what do you think? I mean, I think it could be both. What's your expert opinion on that?
2: Well, I, I don't, I don't tend to relate to, I mean, just to my, my my religious beliefs, I don't tend to relate to demons. I don't discount them. Um, but that would add a whole thing. Um, uh, I mean, you're calling them demons. What are demons? Um. Uh, you know, it's um, it's it would just
1: it's, or negative it's, entity, it's, some type
2: of malevolent, malevolent name negative entity. Male, malevolent negative entity. I I keep an open mind to all theories. It's uh, probably not the one I'd jump to, um, simply because I'd want to understand uh, more about an in inverted commas demonology. Um, and I'm not sure demonologists do either. Um, I mean, I hear all—I hear some investigators talking about negative portals and um, portals to hell and all kinds of things. And um, whether or not that's true, if you're investigating a house that where people are getting rather scared, the last thing you want to do is knock on the door and say hello. I'm your local demonologist, because (laughs) that will scare the... Of course it will. I'm not allowed to say that word on a podcast, out of somebody. You're allowed to say it
1: on ours. (laughs) (laughs) We know what you mean, John.
2: And if it's to do with inner sort of energies that can be triggered by people, it would likely trigger even more off. Um, because it's then so, they're
0: heightened, aren't they? Then and then that's yeah, just right. exacerbating expectations.
2: all the. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's it's I mean, I mean, a lot of people have said poltergeist uh, like the energy of um pubescent girls and boys. Yeah. We discussed that, um, didn't we? And um, I kind of think that might be a trigger, but I, I think a, nearly every case, um, including one that was reported to me very recently there is somebody under stress. And I tend to think, I mean, if you look back just a few years, because we're not that old, um, <laughs> what is the most stressful time of your life? Possibly between ages of 13 and 17. A lot happening. Um, and um, a, heck of a lot of pressure on growing up. And um, I tend to think it might be the stress factors. Of being an adolescent boy or girl that triggers whatever is triggered now we can argue about whether it triggers something internal or something external but i'm not sure i'm just personally don't like adding the word demon because i'm not sure anyone really understands it
1: yeah i agree with that it's yeah 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 i understand what you're saying yeah okay um i'm finding john fascinating so far are you yes yeah i really am so john can you tell us um your most uh, one of your most interesting cases i know we were talking about the blank black monk um house tell us about east drive isn't east it East Drive, yeah
2: I'll, I'll i'll tell you a little bit about east drive and then mm. a little bit of what i found out what i will call the alternative version of east drive oh, okay. okay um uh, now i used to spend lots of nights in haunted houses, but I'm probably more spend time in in dusty libraries rather than dusty haunted houses these days. You know, when I went to the cage, I spent a few hours checking it out, but I didn't do an overnight or anything like that. Um, I actually try to, I actually try to, you know, look behind the case and if possible, interview the people that experience things—that's not directly possible in East Drive, uh, because they are still alive. But—and I know somebody that knows somebody—but they're keeping themselves well hidden. The mm. children involved in East Drive. But um, uh, I very much wanted to visit East Drive, and strangely enough, I was having real problems accessing it um, until I suddenly got a random email from. Um, a guy called Justin, um, who I think does a ghost research, show that I vaguely know, saying um, competition for re- to spend the night in East Drive, and I kind of flippantly said because I'm in the SPR and I want I want to do some research, and then suddenly suddenly he was inviting me up, and so you must course, do it at the so. SPR as well, uh, apart from the competition <laughs> <laughs> so, But so, but. Just to backtrack a bit, East Drive, a case that actually happened in the 1960s. Um, uh, there was a minor bout of poltergeist at normal council house, which seems to be traditional, um, family of um, a boy, a girl and the parents, uh, possibly some stress factors, but nothing too serious. Um, Suddenly, a white powder was appearing everywhere when the family went on holiday and the boy was staying with the um, uh, with the grandmother who had come to you know look after him. Um, after that, I believe a pitcher got cut up. Um, a tea dispenser started working automatically. Crockery started rattling and so on. Um, Now, these incidents only lasted a few days and then it all died down again. And then nothing happened until 1968 when it came back with a vengeance. Now, the incidents post-68 included a a small grandfather clock being thrown down the stairs, Um, uh, a paint pot thrown everywhere when somebody was redecorating. Now that could possibly have been a trigger. Sometimes when you change a house or change something, it seems to trigger Mm -hmm. something off. But it also included the,
1: um, the, um, the girl
2: in the house, Diane, he was about thirteen or fourteen de- at the time, being apparently dragged up the stairs by her hair. After which there appeared to be marks on her neck. Now, which has got it rightly or wrongly, the reputation for being one of the most haunted, one of the most violent poltergeists in Europe, and died down a couple of years later, except in the 1980s, a chap called Bill Bungie financed a movie um, uh, reasonably accurately based around the events um, with, a, um, uh, with a few little bit of anti- artistic interpretation as well. And he actually bought the house to launch to do a sort of premiere of the movie because it was an old council oh, house. That's and it was quite going cool. To teach. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, so the lucky or unlucky um, uh, premiere people, you know, he put a red cap out, he <laughs> did the competition winners, you know, um tiny little house in um, East East Drive, Pontefract. And that seemed to trigger the phenomena off again. Um, Bill Bungie sort of saw various things, um, including, I believe, a um, uh, vacuum cleaner turning itself off and on, and various other things, and um, at which point he started to rent it out to paranormal teams, who, with various degrees of success, have um uh, have also. What's your
1: uh? What's your ta- What's your overall take on that that case, John? As a, as an expert, what's your overall feelings on that?
2: My overall feelings is um. Well, I've, well, I went up to I went up to research it. Um, first thing I did, p- um, Pontifact Library, check out check out. It actually happened. It did, I found the original newspaper cut- cuttings. It was only a small section on the front page. I like to joke about the fact a far bigger headline was a woman winning two thousand pounds at bingo. <laughs> I mean, two thousand pounds was a lot of money in sixty eight. So you know, I mean that's neither here nor there. So it def- definitely happened. It was written up by quite a famous author in the 19, early 1980s, Colin Wilson, which is what kept it in the public eye prior to Bill Bungie doing his stuff. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot of um, uh, witnesses, which we, if we take, if we take them secondhand, um, there is a lot of evidence for being a poltergeist. What there isn't a lot of evidence for is it being a black monk. Now, yeah. this is where it gets quite fun. Because, first of all, they called the poltergeist Mr. Nobody, then they called it Fred. And it was only at the ver- towards the very end of the event a, um, uh, one of the neighbours thought they saw a figure in a long robe and sort of laughingly referred to it as a monk. Then an amateur uh, ghost hunter, I've gotten his name off the top of my head, actually looked into it and claimed, he found in Pontefract Library, a book that talked about a black monk that was hung for killing a child uh, directly outside the site of where the house was. So yeah, you've I've, this wonderful I've that as well. St- yeah. So you've got this wonderful story um, that gives a ghost a personality, and a ghost with a personality uh, lasts a heck of a lot longer in the public eye. However, you then go to Pontefract and do a bit of sniffing around. Um, the, area of, the area where um, East Drive is a place called Checkerfield, um, I don't know if you know Pontefract's famous for licorice cakes.
1: Oh, no, um, I didn't Pontefract,
2: know. Pontefract Cakes for the Licorice. And Checkerfield is basically the place where they used to grow the licorice. There was nothing there until 1955. It wasn't even part of Pontefract. Uh, the hanging place in Pontefract was outside a pub in the, um, uh, in the town square. And, um, uh, and there was absolutely no evidence for this monk having ever existed. He couldn't have been hung outside the house. The only thing nearby was an old leprosy hospital, which is interesting, but there was no reason for a monk being there at all. What okay, so possible? that's
1: interesting research, isn't yeah. it? To get the, the more. So, the it, it, so
2: it's, it's just,
0: you know, mm-hmm. a little whisper that just spirals and spirals. Yeah. Th- Wasn't it was like the family adopted that and they, they, you know, then started referring to it as, as the monk and then it? It was
2: more of this researcher called Tom Kune, who actually, when Colin Wilson was writing a big book on poltergeists, um, actually contacted him the a and he called it the Black Monk, and Colin Wilson called it the Black Monk. And so then it everybody called it And the then Sad everyone
0: Monk. called it the Black
2: Monk. Um, it probably wasn't actually the family, to be fair. Yeah. Um, so you, you suddenly got the Black Monk. What you do have in Pontifact, though, is... There's the ruins of two priories and and an old hermitage, which is basically for hardcore monks that wanted to live underground. Yeah. So you've got such an ecclesiastical presence, um, you've got you've you've got the right vibes for.
0: There's some connection. really
2: creating a monk story. Yeah. Now, uh, what
0: was the, what was what was the film called that was made? Because I I don't think I've ever heard of the film Free Drive. I can't imagine it was that. Big at the time.
2: It was a low budget movie. It's available on DVD. It's um, sorry when I said nineteen eighties, I got my timeline wrong. It was um, early two thousands, I think. It was called When the Lights Went Out.
1: I've seen it. Yeah, When the Lights Go Out. Yeah, John, tell us. Yeah, I've seen it. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I think all of these things, all these films, are interesting to watch. What you take from it, you take from it. But I think they're all worth watching. Um, John, are we going to talk about the Enfield Haunting? I know it's another case that, that you've you know about I, I know
2: I mean I didn't have any first hand on the on the Enfield but I certainly but know but didn't a about. colleague of
1: yours ha- have yeah. um
2: yeah a, my um my my old colleagues on the SBR Spontaneous Cases Committee Morris Gruss and Guy and Guy Playfair investigated in the 1980s unfortunately um uh Morris died about ten years ago and that guy died about three years ago. I remember ago. that I remember
1: you telling me back then that when the movie came out, the country movie on the Enfield Hauntings, I remember you telling me that colleagues of yours were the people, per se, in the movie, although actors played them, and that and the SPR had investigated and they had Not talked to you so about that. They case.
2: The guy play fair out of the movie a, because he's still alive, and the and I mean, the the conjuring was so way off the story, he'd probably have violently objected, yes. and so he just got written out. But, um, as Morris Gross uh, was no longer with us, um, yes, they portrayed him along with his um Zany sports car, which he was famous for, and yeah, they um, but but um, the haunting, the people. The main people in the haunting, the American investigators, apparently stayed there for one afternoon only.
1: The Warrens.
0: My Warrens, goodness! The one, yes. So they've they've um, gripped they've gripped onto that and I've used I've it for what it's worth. I've never, I've never
1: even heard ever the Warrens ever going no, to the And then when it came out, I was like, "What? I didn't." Really big even... in America?
0: I'll be honest, They're yeah, I've yeah. never really heard of the Warrens before.
1: I had massively. And, of course, they're most famous for, for, for the Amateurville, but I'd never heard them come into to this case. And, of course, the movie, it looks like the Warren's there, and I thought, hold on, I, I didn't... But, of course, there's poetic license in all these movies, of and and is. so it is what it is. So, are you saying but the film I is... I don't in... think
2: they spent that long in Amateurville either, maybe one or two days. But um, uh, but um, the other, I don't like the Warrens because they call themselves demonologists.
1: Is that not a thing <laughs> I, that you like, John? You don't... No! I mean,
2: would you really have... I mean, when you were in the cage, and you know, rather nervous about what's going to happen next, would you really want a demonologist to come to your door saying, "Well, I
1: think you we've want?" We've got
0: Belzebub coming up no, through. Well, I think, yeah. I
1: think, I think you want someone that can help. But to me, it wouldn't have mattered what their title was. I wanted someone that could help. So, to me. Um, a demonologist, you can say, you know, works with negative, uh, you know, d- d- just the bad, just just the dark side.
0: Well, it's, it's an it's expert. I get
1: what you're saying, John, but I think when you need help, to be honest, <clears throat> at that point, listen, I don't care what you call you. I, I need help, you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean some, people, some people who wouldn't bother, I can think of some people who hadn't possibly thought of the possibility of it being... Because don't forget, a, you're
1: talking as an expert in your field. People that are haunted and that do reach out in desperation, listen, don't care what your title is, can you help me? I don't no, care no, if you're a demon they, or an exorcist. If, if they could, I take your point.
2: But yeah. they, only spent, they only spent an afternoon at Enfield, um, so they have rather stole the show and the movie, um, which I really must see. I haven't, but everyone's told me about it. Well, the three-part
1: <laughs> series is a really good one, the Enfield Hauntings, I, I thought so what the the film
0: or the tv show
1: there was a tv show it's I, a three the part the tv
0: show i think it was itv i enjoyed
2: oh emfield no that i enjoyed that oh yeah i, enjoyed I that. liked
1: that, that one yeah.
0: the yeah. film
1: i don't think i've seen the film oh, it's, I've seen the it's three it's, part
0: listen ridiculous it's very fantastical and you know at the end the 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 you know whatever it is that almost it turns into a big monster and smashes the house up i think like jesus
1: well, we were saying that this John on, on previous podcasts real haunting stories Um, you don't need to add poetic license to them because it's when this really happens to people like it did me in the cage and Freddie was also part of my experiences there for some of the time you don't need to add anything to it because it's crazy enough as it is and we discussed that so many of these movies and you know they add this and add that and it's like you You don't don't need to because you know it, it was bad enough anyway when you think about that was someone's real life and it happened and it was true and they experienced it and it's terrifying and i don't w- know why a lot of these films need to somebody's flown up in the air <laughs> twist around 300 <laughs> times sets on fire well hold on a well, minute stick to what it is yeah
2: well if, if guy Playfair is looking down on us he'd absolutely love you because he um uh, he did have an input into the um the enfield tv series and most of it is fairly accurate apart from the end of the second episode when he was thrown against the wall and he had this argument with the T V producer. Why bother throwing me against the wall when you could have had the fireplace, the gas fireplace, wrenched out of its socket and raising three foot off the floor because that really happened.
1: Yes, yeah, um, so and this is and it, it, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: What and, else did um, he say, uh, John? Uh, out of interest the, for our listeners, what else did he say about that case?
2: Oh, I mean, the guy was I mean, Guy's a fascinating guy for want of a pun. Um uh, because he he came back to England, right into Enfield and having done a lot of research in Brazil in into poltergeists um, and um, had basically found a lot of stones stones throwing poltergeists, which are apparently rather common in Brazil and oh. um, been studying them you know, with experts in Brazil and kind of came straight back from there and um, found that Morris Gross had phoned himself, this poltergeist case that had been reported to the SPR and nobody else wanted to investigate. Uh, so he joined in and I mean, Morrison and um, guys take is it's possible that the girls had, were occasionally up to mischief, but with I think 120 separate witnesses because they've written them all down um, and so many events. They thought the possibility of total fakery was absolutely removed. So, 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 yes. so some yes. elements
0: of truth and some elements but of... But that's
2: what you said in our other... Yeah, I, yeah. Think was, I think it was... I mean, we're talking about girls of 12, 11 and 13, 12 and
0: 13. Oh, of course they're going to get up to a little bit of...
2: Yeah, possibly attention-seeking, but um, there are things that they... Probably couldn't do, including wrenching a gas fireplace out of it. of course, Jesus.
1: I mean, (laughs) that's what I said to Freddie about some of these cases. There was no wire trickery. Back in a lot of these cases... Um, there was you couldn't you couldn't fake this stuff. It happened or it didn't. There was no magicians. That, you know we didn't have that back in those days. So, so that, that yeah. So thanks, John. That's I think really interesting.
0: While we're on the topics of films, what case that you've done do you think would make a good movie that hasn't been done?
2: One that hasn't been done. Well, the problem with a lot of cases is um, uh, people might invite you into your house I um, mean I can think of one going back it was actually with the ghost club um uh, and, and, and my unmarried my, and my mother I um, couldn't stay in our house anymore and um uh, and we did a little bit of uh, research about a couple of mediums in they actually identified where the ghost was blind and then we actually thought um uh, uh, we can't take it any further um, so we actually looked to the council and between that. Ha, ha, between us and the MP, actually managed to um, get the lady transferred to another council flat. Okay, oh, that's
1: interesting. Okay, now, so John, gone. Sorry, carry on. The sorry, point, the
2: point on. here is the vast majority of cases um, don't want to hit the public eye, so we've already yeah. whittled it down. I must admit, of the cases that remain, a certain little house in Saint Joseph's. Essex and Colchester.
1: to vote, <laughs> I think it would make um, uh, quite... Well, it's already had a docudrama, I think it might make... Yeah, John, right. John, listen... But who can tell? We certainly didn't ask you to say that, but thank you so much. But that is in process. It's something we're not really allowed to kind of speak about, but that is actually happening, as you well know, because, you, you know, as you well know. Anyway, we can't say too much about that, but... <clears throat> Um, or, or we are going to, but we just need to know where we are with it to, to yeah, do a separate absolutely. episode on it.
2: No, I was, I was, I, was, I mean, I, I, I had, I had heard of the possibilities, but I was just saying that objectively. Um, uh, the thing uh,
1: about you, John, is what I said on the last um, podcast when I was talking about you, is you're meticulous and you're an intelligent man and you're just one of these people What you say out of your mouth is what it is. There's no bullshit. There's no loving people up. You're very considered about what you say in your research. So anything you do say, as I said in the last episode, I have massive respect for, and so does Freddie. You know, we've spoken about you because you're just straight down the line. There's no leverage or advantage to you anyway. You say it how it is, offend or please, because you research this stuff meticulously. Um, which is why we wanted you on. Which is why we spoke about you in in in, in the other podcast. Um, so yeah. Um.
0: Ah. So I haven't read your book yet. Vanessa's got a copy
2: of it for me that I am going to read.
1: But you had another book before this, John, didn't you?
2: I had a book called, going back to two thousand and ten now. Ghost hunting a survivors guide. Oh, okay. Um,
1: and where can course, where can our listeners buy that on, John?
2: Uh, that's actually out of print. I mean you can go onto Amazon or
1: eBay that. Uh, yeah. yeah, sometimes you can get them, yeah.
0: And what um, kind of uh, things does that it's cover?
2: A, it's um uh, well, let's put let's wear um, uh, I'm a, I'm am a ghost hunter and I'm still alive, so it must have asked <laughs> to do um, So it works. It is basically a guide on, um, uh, there's quite a lot of them around, but at the time it was one of the first, it's basically a sensible guide on how to how to um, uh, approach investigating the paranormal. But it's done in a, hopefully what I'd say, call a narrative form, so it's not just a big long list of do's and don'ts. Um, so if you want a narrative form, so possibly a years out of date, but nevertheless a good place to start. Um, uh, it's uh, go to go to eBay. Um, sad, sadly at this stage it doesn't do me any good because it is officially out of print, and you're just. What gonna... about your latest book, John? However, the
1: latest book was just
2: out last year, Um *Poltergeist: A New Investigation into Destructive Hauntings*, including the cage, which is prison St. Um Well, let me tell you, quite... the
0: cover image is terrifying enough.
1: Yeah, he's pretty spooky. To be fair. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, um, uh, we we searched long and high for that. Um, uh, in, the, in, in, in the end, I had to wear a nightgown and put on a wig, and um. Uh,
1: <laughs> John, but, stop uh, it.
2: But um, uh, but why the long title? First of all, the cage is an interesting case. Also, because Colin Wilson's book. Um, there's not many many books written about poltergeists, and Colin Wilson's book written in the the eighties was Poltergeist, a study into destructive haunting. Including the Black Monk of Pontefract. So oh, okay. title. Um, uh, did a good chunk on the Black Monk of Pontefract. Did a good chunk about king. John, can I
1: can I just oh. interject and also have to ask you before we we run out of time here? Mm-hmm. When did you first understand or realise, from a child or a teenager? I don't even know your backstory, but I thought, hold on a minute, there's something going on here that I, want, I need to lick it. Did you have a personal experience? Or did you read a book? What was it that triggered you to dedicate so much of your life to to discovering, you know, life after death? What was it?
2: Well, I'm um, life's last great mystery. I am not psychic. I haven't had, other than a possible door slamming in a haunted haunted um, aircraft hangar, I haven't had any any wonderful paranormal experiences i would put it down probably to a chap called peter underwood because i used to watch horror films and then suddenly i saw a documentary and i realized people took this thing seriously Mm. and i'm not sure that i'm not sure of the ultimate truth of it yet but um uh, it was the thrill of having something that is undiscovered and trying to discover it, or at least come sm- some small way of doing so. Um, so I come from a total background, different background from a lot of people. I haven't had many personal experiences. I
1: So you come to it like, more from a side yeah. angle of a scientific and information point of view, rather than some fantastical thing happened and you had to know. You haven't
2: yeah, but not not come. dry, dry science. I come from a, I come from the side, side angle of wanting to delve into one of life's last great mysteries. So, it's, yeah, you, which know, is fantastic. you know,
0: a hundred years ago, everyone was going and searching the Amazon or digging up, digging up Egypt to find, you know, to find. Yeah. And now this is the, we've covered, we know everything that's in the Amazon, or well, we don't, but you know, there's lots of things that we have like, now. And this is, you're right, this is the last thing that we have, that we have a real, real limited. And anything you do find is a breakthrough.
1: I mean, I I like your perspective on it, John. Because certainly when I met you years and years and years ago, and ever and ever since, and I've kind of intimated this um, in, in this podcast earlier on. But for you, it's straight down the line. There's no bullshit. There's that there, you know that there, there's no you, you don't buy into anything unless it's factually unless and, and you know and, and that's what I find good about you and the SPR because so many oh there's this there's that you know it. But, but you don't, you, you're so straight down the line with it. And I'm sure, <clears throat> and I know, you would have told me and many other people, listen, there's nothing here, Vanessa. Don't worry, babe, I'm out. But, but, but because you, you don't, you're not that type to say, yeah, this is fantastic. You're And, and I like that about John. And I said on the, lo- po- the, the last podcast, I, I like it about him that he, he's a straight talker.
0: Right, well then, listen, let's get a straight answer to this one. How, clo- how close are you to a breakthrough? How close are we to knowing the answer?
1: Well, Jesus, that's a question.
2: Oh, that's a question. How close close am I to a personal breakthrough? Um, uh, I think probably a lot closer than I was about a year ago. Um, uh, Just having studied so many poltergeist cases. um, Oh, quick fact. um, uh, Many years ago, SPR, a guy called um, Tony Cornell um, and and a colleague of his. studied 500 poltergeist cases they found at least a third of them had um, ghostly phenomena and at least a third of them had sort of ghostly voices uh, I think whatever they are ghosts and poltergeists are the same thing different phenomena that people are see that's where our,
1: that's where we'll take issue on another podcast I can, a, I can go I with that personal,
2: that's why I said a personal breakthrough um, so if we accept that for a minute, then we have to try and work out um, where they come from. I'm a little bit more um, uh, um, um, towards the, um, uh, the, the inner powers, the inner power thing. There's some wonderful little twists. Like um, every, every time somebody says I've got a ghost of a poltergeist, I say, Have you got a stream near by? And about six times out of ten, they say yes. Um, uh, Ley
1: lines, and are you saying um, that type of thing? Also, the draw of well, Energy. Could be could be lay lines, but water certainly seems to be a trigger. Water, absolutely. Um,
2: abnormal electricity seems to be a trigger. Um, uh, there's a case a colleague of mine um, investigated in North Wales where they basically had a electrical circuit that was about to do severe damage. And it was right next to the room where all the stuff was happening. So you've kind of got little triggers like that are starting to make sense. But again, yeah. You, does this bring in, does this cause energy inside or oh, indeed other people could be right that it brings things in from outside, um, so those theories are quite... I fair. suppose
1: John, the answer is, and I said to Freddie, you know, we'll know when we die, we don't really know the answer, and, that's, I was, and you I and was the SPR say, as researchers do, are, you,
0: do you think we'll we ever don't have know, the answer?
1: Yeah. I, I don't suppose we will till we die, I mean, what you know, what do you think? I think it's possible. Um uh,
0: Do you? because I'd like to think it is.
1: Yeah. yeah. So would I. I'd um, love to think it is, but
2: I, I think I think it's possible. Um, I mean if if we can get if we can get sensible if it was the afterlife, um, we should be able to get sensible communications that's what puts me off it a little bit because as i say um you 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 love being in a haunted house with a poltergeist but you wouldn't want to take it down the pub no okay? <laughs> it does not make good conversation and it would get bad within you know they don't behave sensible could be some kind of elemental but as i say that begs the question of what it is john now
1: you're saying about elementals um for another show, I think we definitely need you back on to talk about elementals. It's something I know, that. I don't
2: know much about elementals. Well, just,
1: research, uh, I, 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 research I, I prefer, it. You're the, SP... the, word, <laughs> the
2: word to demons. <laughs> it's a word that Guy Playfair used to support and use. Um, we, uh, SPR don't do demons. No. <laughs> but yeah, I meant elementals as in sort of hidden mischievous energy forms. That... But that's what I mean by elementals oh, as well.
1: Yeah. Um, do you know what, John? It's been fascinating having you. You know, I, I, Freddie, I think we need to talk to oh, our again. Because get, I've get, still got, enough, I've got another again. hundred questions. So have I. It's you know, our hour is nearly up, but I, I definitely would like if it, John agreed to it now live with us. Would Would, would you agree to coming on again and talk to us about other things?
2: Oh, in, in principle, we can find the right topics, don't
0: we? Yeah. Fantastic. Happy days. But I have one last question now that you're talking elementals and and things like that are are you a believer or could you see um there, the possibility of being things like fairies and cryptoids and you know all the yeah, kind elementals, of other the, the other things that fall and... into the supernatural world
2: well there's 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 a question that um uh somebody should look to chapter three of my book on, oops, but for a little spoiler. Um, uh, now, um, just quick, the quick version of this. Um, in um, uh, in Colombia and other parts of Latin America, they don't have a, there's no Latin American translation for the wild poltergeist. Um, they keep talking about Duandes. Dwandy did this, or Duandi threw stones. Nobody took all these historical accounts seriously because Duande is translated as a goblin, and now yeah. we can go ghost hunting. We can and what have you. But even even parapsychologists do not go goblin hunting, so they're not taken <laughs> seriously. You go to Transylvania or most of Eastern Europe, to be honest, and you'll come across a um, cases. Um, for example, in Serbia, um, there was a vampire reported, um, uh, reported. I think, in the capital of um, uh, Serbia. Oh, i forgotten the capital of Serbia. Um, right, threw things around, and be- smashed windows, and behaved exactly like a poltergeist. <laughs> So in all these um, different uh, cultures, There's so
0: much you've
1: got... we could, you know. Listen, there's so much for us to get I'd involved I'd say in. it's just different names for the same thing. Yeah, yeah,
0: um, yeah. But it's that it's that, that culture's way of understanding it, and
2: absolutely, that's yeah, that, really. That, and, that, and do that, you
0: say you cover that in your book?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, because do, Vanessa's got. I don't do, Vanessa's got coffee I don't do fairies, but um, uh, but all the other weird. John,
1: features... listen. There's always fairies. Oh, for us women. There's Ooh. always fairies. Freddie's one of them. There's <laughs> <laughs> always fairies. Listen to believe in the light and the love and little fairies little wings. Listen, happy day. It's in in this I'm life kidding. in this world. We need I'm to believe only, in I'm something kidding. beautiful. Yeah,
2: you know, I'm only kidding. Uh, people can, um, uh, people can conjure up the supernatural. I think in whichever way is best suited to them. And if it, if they want to discuss it as fairies that's if, if, if that if that's,
0: that's their that, explanation and if that's yeah. how they find kind of a bit of solace in that yeah. then
1: i just think that. anything is possible anything is of course so, freddie right so john this has been fantastic to have i definitely would like to have you on again and and freddie definitely agrees with me so i think it's something we we need to talk to you about and and, and, and revisit this and a few times and i'll be business.
0: able to I've got a book on the go now, but you're on the, in my queue. So next time I'd have read the book and I'll be a little bit more well versed um, in some of the things that you've spoken about of us today. But we are so forever grateful. I love John Fraser on.
1: because he's straight down the line. Yeah. There's no bullshit with him. He doesn't tell us what we want to hear, he tells us his scientific research. And, uh, and you know, especially when he investigated the cage, this was months he took. You know, when he was saying about. Um, interviews, well, this took like a year or so. It's not just a quick process with the SPR. So much respect to you, John Fraser.
0: Yes, Um, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. And obviously everyone that is listening to this, John is an author and has this book that we've spoken about all throughout today's episode. I will be posting the link to the book in the episode description. So please go and check it out. It's a
1: fantastic read. A
0: fantastic read. Um, I'll also be posting, you know, John's social media and stuff. I know John's got a Twitter and things. So I'll post that on there so you can go and give him a follow and keep up to date with some of the things he's doing. Um, but yeah, one hundred percent. John will be a person we will be revisiting because you are just a very and very minor
1: information.
0: Yeah, interesting. <coughs> Can man. I just
1: say, John, before you go, <clears throat> me and Freddie have actually trained and we've got our first uh, parapsychologist diplomas. So we've been doing on lockdown. We were doing the work behind the scenes, and we've studied and studied. We have our first diplomas we're going to carry on yes but so we are training ourselves with parapsychologists i know it's a, a, a you know a, a a long-term thing
0: so if you want to put in a good word to the sbr we could be your new yeah. co counselors
1: <laughs> <laughs> listen we know it all now
0: we know everything <laughs>
1: yeah Hey, it's a, it, seriously, it's a pleasure being on your show, John thank Fraser. You. Thank you so much. We would love to see you again and have you on soon.
0: Yeah, super. And thank you for listening, guys. Remember, um, follow the Instagram, follow the Twitter. In the episode description, I'll post all the links. I'll post a link to our email and address. pictures of John
1: Fraser. Yeah, SPR. You have the library, lot. Everything.
0: It'll all be going on. We're there. John
1: Fraser fans.
0: Woohoo! Thank you, John. <laughs> <laughs> right, thanks, guys. Have a blessed week.